read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance hello hey hello how's it going Welcome to Read Me Romance. <laughs> read me romance. Read, read me romance. This is bullshit. I'm, I'm just, we're starting off with me getting yelled at. And so we were like, wait, in the middle of Mel fussing at me, I'm just like, stop it. Let's record and do this on the air. <laughs> yeah. So Leah is supposed to be resting because she just had gallbladder surgery. Gallbladder. Is yeah. that right? Surgery? Yeah, that's the- And apparently she took 1,200 steps yesterday. No, not 1,200 steps. 1,200 activity. If you have the Apple okay, Watch, this you know is, what that is. Listen, this is something I want to tell you right now. Don't ever share your information with melissa <laughs> don't ever share your location don't ever share your apple watch history or your your activity on there because she will watch it like a hawk and then throw it in your face well, she did she mowed for 1200 yesterday and yesterday i did a little over 1300 and for me that was four miles on the treadmill 30 minutes on a bike <laughs> and 30 minutes of strength training and she didn't even go to the gym she's just walking around no, but and she's but supposed saying, to be resting. Listen, in my defense, though, I think my watch is wrong. <laughs> and also, I do want to say we've discussed this before, though, Mel. You've said you're like, if I don't actively leave my house, I don't move. Mm-mm. You're like, when I get home, I sit and that's it, right? Yes, I am. My stand ring like is the last to close, and it's at like almost midnight. Yeah, that's usually my first thing to close because I'm just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. But it's like, and I'm busy. Like, I, I feel like I walk miles in my house. Like, I don't necessarily even have to leave, and I'll get like five miles a day. You walked eight yesterday. Well, I did do that because I walked the dog at one point. So I did go outside for a little while. But, you know, so we're in, in prepper. This surgery, of course, it always happens at the worst time. But um, we're moving. I've said that for two years, but it's actually <laughs> happening. So the house is finished. So we're going through stuff, you know. And I don't want to move a bunch of shit that we're going to throw away. You know what I mean? Or, like, I'm going to donate. Like, I don't want to move giant bags of clothes that I'm just going to have to go through at some point and get rid of them. So, while I'm bed resting, I'm sitting on the floor with piles of clothes and I'm just going through them. Eight miles or seven miles is not sitting on the floor. (laughs) If that was true, I burned, like, five million yesterday. (laughs) I did actually, like, I cleared out. You know, we talked about last time I watched this show, um, Tidying Up. That's on Netflix. Have you? Did you watch it, Tessa? Since we talked about no, it? no, but I've just seen it. I've seen it everywhere, and people saying that yeah. it's so effective. And I definitely need it, so I am going to watch it. I am going to watch. So it. the woman, I guess the um the the woman that hosts the show or that does it, you know, her book or whatever. I guess the book might be a little more extreme because I've heard some negative things about the extent she goes to in her philosophy in her book. But the show, I feel like, kind of dilutes that down a lot, and the diluted version is what I like. So I'm going to enjoy that. So, but I have been going through, like, I cleared out, like, you know, five bags of clothes from my kids that, like, you know, they can't wear, they're super worn out, or it's time to donate, you know, that kind of stuff, or they never even wear it. So, you know, that actually felt really good. And I'm like, you know, that's less stuff we have to move. So, Mm -hmm. 
Don't yell at me, Mel. I'll try to <laughs> simmer down. She's okay. being a caring friend, and I think it's sweet. <laughs> it's no, adorable. it's bullshit. I was <laughs> She's working her ass off, and I'm just walking around the house. <laughs> That's what she's mad about. <laughs> okay, so we read, uh, we're here this week with Bounced Into Love by uh, Rochelle Page. Hey, we Rochelle. Love. I mean, yeah. you know, Rochelle is just like, okay, all right? Oh, I don't want to hype her up too much, but she's adorable. She really, I'm just kidding. She's the best. She is really, really sweet. She's four <laughs> foot seven. <laughs> Like, she's is tiny. She? No, not really. Uh, like, I mean, if I had to guess, she's 4'7". What, do you think she's short? I feel like I'm pretty, I'm 5'3", so I feel like if I came across... Are you really? If I came across somebody who was... Yeah, you've seen the pictures of the three of us standing together. I'm always, I just like, a head, blo- head lower than you guys. I just never know. I feel like everybody's short. Because so we I don't always know, wear maybe I, I would say, Rochelle, legitimately, she's probably, like, 5'5". Five five, maybe. But I feel like she's tiny. She weighs, like, 84 pounds. She's got like, she's beautiful so hair. She's going to love every She's hair. She's 84 I, pounds. Spread that around. Tell everyone. <laughs> Well, she's so sweet, and then this, like, the heroine from this book is, um, tiny. is, is also tiny and really, really sweet, like, almost to a fault. And I, I so, oh, I so could, it's her. I could just picture Rochelle yes. the whole time. <laughs> you know, now that you say that, yeah, I, I could picture her as the heroine. Yeah, the heroine was supposed to have red hair, and I was like, no. <laughs> no, it's brunette. It. Yeah, it's brunette. It's down to her, about, about to her boobs, curly. Um, yeah, I, Literally, that was all I could think about was, like, Rochelle getting railed by this big bouncer. (laughs) Yes! Sorry, Rochelle. I'm going to have to reread this now and and rethink everything. I know, I'm having flashes of what I read, (laughs) picturing her now. (laughs) Yeah, little angel. (laughs) Spread your legs for me, little angel. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a lot of that. I know. I when he like, called okay. her my little angel, I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> it is perfect. Aww. Yeah. No, it was really cute. So this book is about, it's Jackson and Kiara. And she's uh, an accountant, which is like life in the fast lane. <laughs> Am I right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she goes to this club called Ice with her coworkers. And her coworkers are tremendous assholes. <laughs> Like, I could not get over it. I was like, who? These people are terrible people. But, you know, the bouncer has had his eye on They make the best situation. They do. That makes makes the best situation. And they make her appear extra sweet. She's like... Frederick once told us that. She was like, isolate the heroine. That way, when the hero does crazy shit, she doesn't have friends being like... Bitch, he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's always yeah. She was like, I, she's like, don't write girlfriends because they'll tell them not that that's not normal. <laughs> oh my god, I'm learning so much today. But in the last hit, in the last hit though, she had um, the girl had Daisy had a good friend, but they were just kind of friends. She gets kidnapped. She get the friend gets kidnapped. No, I'm afraid. I'm actually like really afraid to read that book because it's really no, good. it's so good. I, know, but I I'm feel afraid. like she got trafficked. So right? like, yeah. So yeah. she gets sold into like sex trafficking, and the beginning of it, it's really like I don't think it's difficult to read. It's actually I feel like it humanizes the victim a lot in the girl in this, and you know what 
reading the the blurb or thinking about that book, you know, from the outside, you're like, okay, a woman gets sold into sex trafficking, she gets saved, and she falls in love. You're like, how am I supposed to, like, agree with this, you know? Yeah, but it's done so well. And, like, you know, not only is this guy, like, coming to save her and rescue her, but Regan's just, like... She's so strong, and that's how she survives this, and that's how she's able to move on, and that's how she's able to reclaim herself. And so that's, like, it, it's just done so well. I mean, I can get on board with pretty much everything. Like, did you guys read The Dark Duet by C.J. Roberts? Yes. yes. Captive mm-hmm. in the Dark? What's mm-hmm. it, is yes. It, yeah, if you guys haven't read that, if you have, a, you know, like, a strong constitution, and you can, and yeah. you, you know, you're not looking for something that's 100% maybe safe... It's very oh, outside. It's, of, it's very outside. <laughs> it's very outside your comfort zone. Um, but yeah, yeah, the dark duet by C.J. Roberts. He kidnaps her and he's going to traffic her. But then they fall in love, and it's like yeah. it pushes your buttons. But in the end, I feel like I feel like when it ended, I I felt good with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a dark, twisty book, and it, it's one of those things that I feel like maybe she had like this really dark story inside of her, and she just needed to get it out. And it just, it, I felt it like when I read it, and like you said, in the end of it, I felt okay with it, and I liked their love. Yeah. The, in the end, yeah. So you guys have like read a lot of Rochelle Page books. What's your favorite ones? Do you have any favorites? God, I really like um, her paranormal paranormal series. Is one of my favorites. She does shifters really well. Yes. Well, and I was going to say, too, the one that I remember, like, my jaw dropping when I saw the cover, I feel like she was the first, one of the first ones I recognized where there was a dad holding a baby on the front of it. Yeah. Do you remember, like, what's the name of that one? I can't think of oh, it right God. off the I'd have time. to go back and look. But, yeah, she yeah. had one where they're, like, cupping the baby. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's laid back and is, like, holding an infant. And I was like, who would put a hot guy and a baby on a cover? Because I want to buy that shit right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the minority minority on this one because um, I know you guys are like all about the babies and and the ma- oh, you yeah, know, yeah, things yeah. like uh-huh. that. And I'm like, yeah. and when I see a cover like that, I'm like, well, nobody's getting fucked in that house anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would you've not. got too much reality. You can't turn it off. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, okay, so paranormal. I'll put those. Um, so I'm writing all these down again. I'm going to put them in the in the comments. Um, sorry, the Show notes. That's the professional term. Show notes. <laughs> yeah. Show notes. I love There's it. a scene. I don't know what I like. It turns out that I'm really obsessed with scenes and books that have food in them. Like when with with Sky Warren's book, like the soup scene for some oh, reason, yeah. still dwelling mm-hmm. on it. And then in this in this book, in Balanced Into Love, there's a scene where they go to a diner, and I was so interested in their orders. I was like, Ooh, what are they getting? <laughs> <laughs> She gets I like a Belgian waffle with whipped cream and strawberries. And I was like, yes, that's what a virgin heroine would get. <laughs> Absolutely. Then, what do you guys order at the diner? That's my question. We don't oh. have diners. We have waffle houses. Really? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. That's the same. Yeah. No, it's not. At diners, you guys get to get like, I don't know. It's different. Like cakes. I've been to diners out in Jersey on the coast. It's not like a diner here. It's completely oh. different. Like, when I go out there, I'm like, I want to go to a diner. It's not the same. So, what do you what do you order when you go visit Jeanette, when you go to the diner there? Truffle fries. Yeah. What? Yeah. We don't have this truffle a, fries here. This is interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a bougie-ass diner. I'm just going <laughs> to say that. There is no diner that I can think of that has truffle fries. 
Yeah. Oh. That's crazy. I don't know. Triple fries. That's what I always get. I'm like, no, you fries. would get like, like, uh, like a redneck poutine. That's what I'd get <laughs> with like French fries and cheese. It's just French fries with cheese and gravy. Oh, real. But gravy? it would be like cheddar cheese and brown gravy oh. or something. Okay. Yeah. I'd eat the shit out of that. But I do like, I'll, like if I'm going to the Waffle House, I'm getting the All American, like the All Star breakfast. I'm getting that. The uh, and I'm getting a waffle. It's gonna have chocolate chips on it. What are you gonna and play I'm on the jukebox? Sweet and salty, sweet and salty mm-hmm. for the win. Yep. And then I'm gonna get hash browns. But um, see, my husband he likes them to get like smothered and covered and like with shit on them. And I'm like, I just want ketchup. And I don't. I'm not really into ketchup. I don't really like sauces or anything. But on hash browns, I really like ketchup. So I put ketchup on everything. I just like douse my eggs in it. It's disgusting. Oh, gross! I know. Oh, Sorry. That's so gross. Sorry. So, what do you get at the diner when you go? What do you get? Yeah, I I always do the same thing. I always get scrambled eggs, hash browns, and sausage every time. And then I get wheat toast. Like it makes it healthy. <laughs> <laughs> you like white bread? No, no, no. I have that and a diet coke. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so. I love uh, the fact that Jackson in this book was blue collar because I love blue collar men. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's pretty much all I write. I'd say like 99% of my heroes are blue collar. So let's talk about men. Let's talk about blue collar (laughs) men. Would you guys rather be rich and never find true love or be poor and find true love? That's my first question. Absolutely. Of course. Like, I don't know. I don't know anybody that would choose money over it. Maybe if you were like in a like a really shitty place or something, or you had been in a really bad relationship, you know, maybe you'd choose the money and just be like, I'll buy happiness without a partner. But I mean, I've been really poor and been in love <laughs> and it's been great. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? Yeah. I'm the same way. Like my husband and I, like when we first got together, we lived in a one, like a, like a legit studio apartment above a bar in lower Manhattan and uh, had no windows. Like it was an illegal apartment. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. It is still there, but they, uh, well, it's a long story, but my friend Shannon moved in there after we moved out and somebody called the building department on the landlord. So she got kicked out and she had to move to Queens, but it was like the greatest, it was like the greatest thing ever because it was $800 a month, which is unheard. Like, that's really yeah, low, yeah, really low. that's ridiculous. And, um, you know, like there was a Chipotle across the street. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. There was subway <laughs> access. So like you could trade off the sunlight for all that good stuff. And then, uh, so anyways. I was going to say, how many square footage was it? Oh my God. It was like 250 square feet. It was really tiny. Oh my yeah. God. Stop it. Yeah. That's New York City for you. And then, you know, when we moved out of there, we moved to Brooklyn into another studio that had like a partition and we thought we were like living it up with that. So yeah, no, we've been, yeah, we've been poor for sure. So <laughs> I guess that's my answer. <laughs> okay uh do you guys have any blue collar heroes like that you can think of off the top of your head who's your favorite that you've Mechanic written is blue collar 
Yeah, yeah, I would say probably so. That whole series, maybe even like our breeding series, because he's the first one. He's a he's a football coach or something. He he's a coach in some way. I don't I don't remember. Is that, that the book Coach? The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. that was the point. But he had done well professionally and then started teaching, so he oh, was okay. well off. He wasn't I like super rich. Oh, so he so he was a millionaire that decided to just throw his hat yeah. into teaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think he that was retiring or something. I can't yeah. remember. I don't know. It was like he was coaching their football team for a favor, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's not the point of the story, okay? It's a student teacher romance. <laughs> the mechanic it was blue matter. collar. I yeah, the mechanic was the second one. Well, the thief after no, that. He's I mean, a he, thief. Yeah, he was. He, he was the one. He bought an island. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What about, what about the, the something law where he saves and rescues? Her? Oh, the law, of, the law of love. Yeah, he's just yeah, a he's cop. a cop. Yeah, he's a cop. Oh, oh shit! Trailer the, park uh, the virgin. Force. Yes, they live in a trailer. Uh, and they, well, he worked at a factory with his son, and then they shared the daughter. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Backpedal. <laughs> he worked in a factory with his son, and they uh-huh. shared, what, the stepdaughter? Mm-hmm. Where was I the mean, mom? The yeah. mom died? Sure. She was the stepdaughter. Like, sure. Who cares? I don't know. I don't know. She, like, took off, maybe? I don't remember. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's not the point of the story. <laughs> I know. I'm. You know what, though? I am starting to get really salt, like like nervous about how many moms die in books and movies like the last like four movies i've seen the mom is dead and i'm like jesus christ like it's not that common i wonder that too i'm like what are people gonna say where are all these kids parents how are they all in the foster system oh my god stop it like on the disney channel like when i'm watching these shows with my daughter like there's like a child landlord like it's insane there's no parents (laughs) there's no adults running the scene at all they're all dead. <laughs> they're either dead or they're totally checked out. You know, like they're like idiots yes. and they they don't they don't know what's happening right into their noses. It's just like a really yeah. great portrayal. <laughs> so, what do you think, Mac? Do you think she's like just repairing herself to be a to be, to be motherless without a mother? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like the Nutcracker. What are these other movies? Spider Man. No, 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 he's got a mom. Yes. Oh no, I thought it was his aunt. No, it's no, it's his mom. Um, I thought in the comic books it was his aunt. It's his aunt in the comic books. Okay, I haven't seen the new one though. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles. The dad's dead. There's just like a whole bunch Jesus. of Jesus. Yeah, there's always a dead parent. Like it's a struggle to come Bambi. to terms. Yeah. <laughs> Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. If you guys were a man for a day, what would you do? Jack off and have jerk sex. off. Absolutely, jerk off. Yes. But what but after that? Like once you take the um, edge off. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I just, just wait till that's it gets the hard only again. thing that they can really do differently. What am I gonna go around and lift stuff up? No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would know, like I'm gonna objectify women. I'm gonna get paid more money. I'm gonna like <laughs> like I mean there's so much more that I get as a man, but I'm gonna spend it jerking off. <laughs> That's what, that's what men would do if they were a woman for a day. They would just have their fingers so far up there. Just hours of it. I can just 
see them. They would just like hold their hands on their tits all day. Yeah, they no, they just sit there like their this tits all day. <laughs> I mean, I think that's like the. <laughs> kind of obvious because it would be so weird like to have balls i wouldn't even know how to walk with that that thing between like <laughs> walking like all with my I'd legs constantly be, like moving it be, like what's more comfortable they are like, constantly moving like, it they still haven't gotten that shit figured out it's a constant <laughs> struggle true. for them the next day i'd be like you don't need to be itching it that much i know now You're yeah, like, let me tell it. you what you been doing wrong <laughs> Here's some tips, okay? <laughs> I love it. We could mansplain to them for once. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. I was gonna say I could I could tell everybody how they're wrong. I could make thirty four percent more at my job. Like this would just be, you know, I would I'm just go around no more. I would go around and like have conversations with women and see like what is really happening inside my head while she's talking so that I could <laughs> so that I <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like so, is it just like sports, sports, tits, sports, sports, dick, sports, sports, sandwiches, tits. sandwiches, Red sandwiches, meat. sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do, and then I could write it really accurately when I got back to being a woman. I'd be like, okay, here's the real deal. God, nobody would want to read that. He's not thinking about how much he wants to give her in this life. <laughs> yeah, he's not thinking about how devoted and loving he is. He or, never like, once thought her. Skin felt like rose petals. <laughs> like this is bullshit. Not what? Like this. This feels like a newly painted car. You mean he doesn't want to eat me out for seven hours straight? <laughs> what? He's not gonna look up and see that it's dark outside, it's- and he's been eating me this whole time. That was a, that My was vagina the other thing. Doesn't taste like cotton candy? Are you serious? <laughs> Peaches and cream is not my oh natural my taste. Um, what? But no, in the Reaper, that was one thing I forgot to mention last week when we were when we were listening to Made It to the Reaper. He like yeah. looks up and he's been he's like it's dark out. He's been fucking her on the floor for like nine hours. And I was like, oh my god, goals. What? I wonder why people think we're like so over the top. <laughs> Okay, like, a couple more questions about men. Wait, I have one more. Do you have, like, uh, what's your major turnoff, like, when you were single, or maybe now, maybe something that turns you off immediately about a man? Like, we can still look at the menu, right, even though we're married. So, like, when you see a man now, like, what's something that you go me- immediately makes you just, like, want to barf? <laughs> Are you going to say it, Mal? Like, we were actually just talking about that this morning. That's weird that you said that. Because, like, oh. we were just talking about oh, nails yeah. on a guy. Gross like, fingernails. Nails. Gross fingernails. Like, if they're long or they're, like, the least bit dirty, like, how disgusting that is. Because I'm like, if I can see that that's unhygienic, what's going on with the rest of you? Yeah. Like, you're, put, you're putting that in my face. Like, your hands are telling me that you're disgusting. So, Yeah. My husband, because my husband's a bartender, and um, he takes it really seriously, and he clips his fingernails every single day. I love I hear that. It. It's, it's something that's like a comfort to me. Like, before he goes to work, he goes in the bathroom, and I hear the little clicks, you know? Ooh, I like that. It's something I, it's something I totally associate with him. Yes. I don't super like cute. super pretty guys. No, yeah. me neither. Yeah. I like gruffier, and I'm the pretty one. 
You can yeah. be the smart one. I'll be the pretty one. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't like a guy that looks like he spends all day in the gym. Like I like a happy mm-hmm. medium. Like I like a guy that looks like. Maybe he plays touch football on the weekends or something like that. Isn't Not trying too yeah. hard. Like, it's isn't trying too natural. hard. Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah, exactly. Like he's he looks. Maybe he's just active and he kind of watches himself sometimes when he eats, you know, like what he eats or whatever. Like doesn't Except just like vagina. gorge himself. Exactly. But, but definitely exactly. has a six pack once in a while. Like to drink. <laughs> not, it comes yeah. and goes oh away. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. To drink. Like has a six pack of beer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it just fades in and fades out. The six pack. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the time of year. The summer time. Chubby today. Put your six pack away. <laughs> I'm a fan of the dad bod. I'm totally okay. Oh, with I that. love a dad bod. A real dad bod. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Somebody, we were talking about indoor water parks in my um, Facebook group this week. Like, because you've seen that picture that was floating around Facebook. The picture that was floating around of a guy at Great Wolf Lodge who looked like basically a cover model, and then he had two kids. <laughs> and everybody's like. <laughs> People on Facebook were like, that's not a great, well, that is not a rec- accurate rep- representation of the Great Wolf Lodge clientele. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. If you go there, it's like a parade of dad bod. It's amazing. It's like butt cracks and hairy chests and hairy bellies. And it's glorious. It's my favorite part about going there. You get so much reading material. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, mm, look at you, big boy. You're going to be featured in my next novel. Yeah. Look at you under that waterfall. <laughs> Something else that really turns me off are smells, and and that's oh, in God, life in general. Yes. Like if someone doesn't like if um, if a man takes half a second to put on some cologne, like I'm just like the baby factory is open. He goes like, up to to not he goes from a like a six to an eight immediately. Absolutely, not too much and not acts. Yeah. yeah, but like something kind of nice, like a little one spritz. Just give me that. Yes. And walk by me, and all of a sudden I'm like Peppy Le Pew when the pretty skunk goes by, and I'm just following it like. Oh. <laughs> my, I still remember the cologne that my high school boyfriend wore. I still remember it, like because it was like that much of a, I guess a factor in like what attracted me in the first place. It was like cool water, you know that cool water oh, cologne. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. was just thinking that when you said it, I was thinking cool water. I well, like at the time, I thought it was like his unique. Scent, but now I, no, I think it was like, I, I, I don't know the, I gotta find out. Cool Water Cologne. <laughs> yeah, his name was Brandon, and I actually found him on, I found him on Instagram like a couple of months ago just out of curiosity, and he's like, it's like a real estate agent with like, a, he's divorced with a kid. Cool Water for Men, David Off. Yeah, that's what he used to wear. I think my I first remember like, that what, smell. What? It smelled good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good I had stuff. I had like two I had two serious boyfriends, you know, before I got married. I mean, dated people casually, but like two long term relationships. And the first one wore Hugo Boss, and the second one wore the Gio, the Giorgio Armani one. Yeah, fuck me, like all those smells like bring back so many memories. Like when I smell it, I mean, some good, some not so good, but like it's just associated with that person for me forever. Until a couple of years ago, and my dad comes in the kitchen, and I was like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> and, like, immediately I was angry at him, because he's wearing this cologne. <laughs> like, like, I take it off! My, 
with like my shithead ex-boyfriend who was who was a complete piece of shit and like i was like no i'm giving that you gotta change it you're like my daddy issues are already complicated enough right right like okay listen this is gonna take some intense therapy i need you to switch this out (laughs) my body's really confused All right, you guys, are we going to send them into um, part one of Bounced Into Love by Rochelle Page? Sound good? I guess if we have you guys, to. You're going to yeah. meet the awesome hero. Super yeah. sweet. You guys are going to love it. And it's obvious that friend he's talking to is in a different book, but we'll tell you about that after the break so you guys can snatch that up. But uh, enjoy and we'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. Okay. Bye. Chapter one. Jackson. You do realize there's such a thing as taking the dark and broody thing too far, right? I reluctantly dragged my gaze in my boss's direction and quirked a brow when I found him grinning at me. I didn't realize you had a sense of humor, Mark. Really? I thought everyone knew how funny I can be. His head tilted to the side. You probably didn't realize it because of how we met, since the circumstances were as far from funny as they could possibly be. You can say that again, I muttered, glancing over to where his wife sat. The first time I met Ariana, she was in deep shit with my former boss. I'd warned her to get as far away from the sleazy bookie as she could, and she'd ended up running straight into Mark's arms. It was nice to see her practically glowing with happiness as she chatted with the bartender. I was also grateful because her good fortune had spilled over to me when Mark had come to Vegas to clean up the mess her mom had landed her in. He'd offered me a job if I wanted to move to Chicago, and I'd found myself taking him up on it less than a year later. In the months since I'd been working for him, he hadn't given me any reason to regret that decision. Until now as he reminded me of how badly I wanted something I could never have. You're not going to get the girl if you never talk to her. My gaze jerked back to Mark, and I found him staring at the woman I'd been obsessed with since she first stepped foot into ice, the club where I was the head bouncer. Every day for the past five weeks, I'd lived for the moment she showed up on Friday night. She always came in with the same group of women. I assumed she worked with them, based on the office attire they all wore and the snatches of conversation I'd overheard. She was fucking hot. Tiny compared to my size, but with curves that wouldn't stop. She had long red hair and bright blue eyes. Her pale skin looked so fucking soft, and I could too easily picture her plump lips wrapped around my cock. Having spent most of my life in Vegas, I was used to being around beautiful women. None of them had ever tempted me the way this one did. Something about her was different. I'd barely stopped myself from tossing her over my shoulder and carrying her up to Mark's office that first night, and every single time she'd come in here since then. But her beauty shone from the inside, too. And that's why I'd stayed away from her. She was too pure for the likes of me. Who said I wanted the girl? It was a good thing I wasn't in Vegas anymore. I couldn't lie for shit when it came to her. And my ability to maintain a poker face had been one of the things that kept me alive when I worked for Louis DeFilio. If he'd caught me in a lie, it could have easily been the end of me. 
but Mark was as different from Louie as I was from my red-haired angel. My new boss saw right through me when it came to the girl. Instead of using it as leverage against me like Louis would have done, he called my bluff. Are you really going to try to pretend you don't want her? Because if so, there are about a hundred guys in here that I can fix her up with. A deep growl rumbled up my chest at the idea of some guy touching her pale skin. I knew I wasn't good enough for her, not with everything I'd seen and done back in Vegas. But that didn't mean I thought that any of the guys in here were good enough for her either. As far as I was concerned, nobody was. That's what I thought, Mark chuckled. With the way you look at her, it's obvious how badly you want her. So why don't you do something about it? You don't strike me as the kind of guy who sits back and lets life pass him by. If you were, you wouldn't have stepped up and tried to help Ariana in Vegas. I wasn't. Not usually. But this was different, just like everything else about my red-haired angel. I'm exactly the type of guy a girl like her doesn't need in her life. What do you mean? She deserves better than me. Mark wrapped a hand around my shoulder, tugging me in his direction. When I turned towards him, his dark eyes were deadly serious as he growled, You don't work for Louis DeFilio anymore. You left that life behind in Vegas to build a new one here. That doesn't mean I don't still carry the baggage from it. And some days it felt like it was heavier than I could manage. You work for Andrew and me now, in one of the same clubs as my wife. Mark jerked his chin in Ariana's direction. Do you think I ever would have let you near her again if I thought you were a bad guy? Of course not. He wouldn't do anything that put her at risk. It was impossible to miss how protective he was with his wife. I'm not saying I'm a bad guy. Not exactly, anyway. But working together and being in a relationship isn't the same thing. A relationship, he echoed, his grin returning. Sounds like I didn't pick the right word earlier. How so? I have a feeling need would have been closer to the mark when it comes to describing your feelings for the girl. Want. Need. I shrugged my shoulders. It doesn't really matter, since she's meant for better things than me. What if you're wrong? What if she ends up with some guy who thinks he's too good for her and treats her like it? Another growl rumbled up my chest. This time it wasn't the thought of someone else having the right to touch her, it was the possibility that they'd hurt her. Even the slimmest possibility of some guy treating her wrong has you looking like you're ready to kick some ass. I think you're exactly the kind of guy she's meant to be with. I shook my head in frustration. Why are you making such a big deal about this? Do you interfere in all of your employees' love lives? Or am I just special? Damn straight you're special, he tapped a finger against his wedding band. Things might not have gone as smoothly for Ariana and me if it hadn't been for you. Are you forgetting about the black eye I gave you? I chuckled, hoping it would shift his attention away from the girl, even while I couldn't get what he'd just said out of my mind. Nah, he shook his head. But we both know I would have ended up with a hell of a lot worse if it had been anyone else in that room with Louie and me. This is true, I muttered, thinking about the damage I'd seen the guy I'd been partnered with deliver when we were collecting debts for Louie. 
Even surrounded by all that shit, you didn't let yourself be dragged down by Louis and the rest of his guys. You hung on to your honor. And that says a fuck of a lot about the kind of man you are. He clapped me on the shoulder. Which is why you deserve a shot at the same happiness I found with Ariana. He shifted his attention to my red-haired angel. And I'm thinking, with the looks she sends your way the rare times when your focus is pulled away from her, she wants the chance to be the one to give it to you. Are you really going to take that away from her? Chapter 2 Kiara Are you ever going to get up the nerve to say something to him? We've been coming here for weeks and the only thing you've managed to do is smile at him. Once. I tore my gaze away from the guy who had starred in my fantasies for weeks to stare at Susan. She was the nicest of my co-workers and the reason I'd come to ICE in the first place. She was too darn persuasive and I found it nearly impossible to resist her when she had her mind set on something. What? I pasted on my most innocent expression. I didn't like where this conversation was most likely headed, with me doing something even further outside my comfort zone than coming to one of the hottest clubs in Chicago on a Friday night, five times in a row. I think you're giving her too much credit, Candace snorted. It's more like she sort of smiled in his general direction. My cheeks filled with heat as Candace sipped at her drink. She reminded me of the mean girls group from high school, and I hadn't been able to figure out why Susan liked to hang out with her after work. They were just so different from each other. What? I repeated, with a sinking feeling in my stomach. You know the guy here who you like? Susan explained. She made big eyes in the direction of the front door, and I knew my secret was out. Then it got worse as Candace added. Yeah, the super hot big guy who's way out of your league. Stop it, Susan hissed at Candace. That's just your jealousy talking because you don't like that he's never noticed you. His attention is always on Kiara whenever we're here. That's ripe coming from you, Candace accused in a shrill tone. I didn't have any idea what she was talking about since I'd never seen Susan be anything but kind to everyone around her. I didn't wonder about it for long, though, since Susan chose to ignore Candace's verbal jab and continued as though she hadn't heard her. I noticed the way you looked at him that night when you finally agreed to come out with us. Wait, is that why you keep insisting we stop here for drinks at the end of the week? Duh, of course it is. Candace rolled her eyes and slurped at her drink. Why else would she want- Yes! Susan interrupted Candace's tirade. I think you guys would make a cute couple. I was hoping if we gave you enough chances, you'd get up the nerve to strike up a conversation with him or something. My gaze darted back toward the man in question, only to find his pale green eyes locked on me. I let out a little squeak and quickly looked down at my hands where they'd twisted together on my lap. I couldn't possibly. Of course you can, Susan encouraged. I shook my head. No. Really, I can't. See, Candace huffed. I told you it was a waste of time dragging her out with us at the end of each week when all she wants to do is sit at home alone. 
Of course it isn't a waste of time, Susan insisted with a smile that looked a little forced. Even if Kiara doesn't end up going out with the guy, at least we've had fun hanging out with her. Uh-huh, fun. Sure, whatever you say, Candace drawled, sounding anything but sincere. Susan looked so irritated. I couldn't help but try to reassure her. Well, I've had lots of fun. I'm glad. Her smile became more genuine as she patted my hand. But I bet you'd have even more fun if you went and talked to him. Like I've been saying all along, there isn't a chance in hell that she's going to end up on a date with that guy. Candace didn't even try not to be obvious when she pointed in his direction. No matter how many times we bring her here. It was as though the entire club quieted at that exact moment until the only sound left was Candace's voice. Everyone at the tables next to us turned our way, and I felt my cheeks heat further as they stared at us. It felt like they were all focused on me, and I was so embarrassed. I wished the floor would open up and swallow me whole. But then I felt a large, warm hand on my shoulder. When I glanced up, it was him, the guy I couldn't get out of my head. It's you, I gasped, my head tilted way back to look at his face. At about six foot four, he was more than a full foot taller than me. His frame was muscular where mine was slight. I was only 115 pounds, and at my best guess, he weighed maybe 200 more than me. His hair was thick, dark, and wavy. His eyes were a pale shade of green, almost the exact same shade as the cat I had when I was a little girl. Yeah, I'm definitely me. He offered the girls at the table a brief smile, aiming his question Susan's way. Do you mind if I borrow your friend for a moment? Of course not, Susan answered as she nudged my chair with her foot. Candace leaned forward in her seat, giving him a clear view down her shirt as she asked, Are you sure it's Kiara you want to borrow? I had a feeling Susan's foot did a lot more than nudge Candace's chair when she jolted up and cried out while I glared at her. Feel free to keep her as long as you'd like. The rest of us are getting ready to ask for our bills. I'll make sure Kiara's is taken care of. She beamed a reassuring smile my way. Since she was planning to request a ride share to get home, she doesn't need to worry about hurrying up because one of us is waiting on her or anything like that. She can stay as late as she wants. Everything Susan said was true, but I still couldn't help but feel like she was serving me up to the other guy on a silver platter. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. One part of me was excited that he'd approached me, but another was incredibly nervous. I was usually super shy around guys, especially hot ones. And Candace was right about one thing. He was super hot and way out of my league. Susan should have known how out of depth I was, but she didn't seem to care. I felt a squeeze on my shoulder and my gaze swung back up at him. Are you okay with that plan? I couldn't get my lips to move, so I just nodded in agreement. He flashed me a grin and asked, You sure about that answer? I nodded more emphatically and his green eyes filled with male satisfaction. I'd like to hear it from your pretty lips. You think you can do that for me, my little angel?
my little angel. Oh my God. It was the sweetest nickname I'd ever heard, and he had chosen it for me. Not Candace, not any of the gorgeous, half-dressed women in the club who were more than ready to jump at a chance with him. Me. The least I could do was give him the answer he was asking for, the one I felt deep down inside. Yes. Hey, we're back. Hey. Hey. Something I forgot to say was, it, how about that cover on this book? Oh, Can we talk about that process? Because that was fucking awesome. We had to put shorts on her. Yeah, she's just got a bare butt in real life. So yeah. picture yeah, that. In real life. That's and what I'm we want like, you to picture. I was like, is that her vagina? Like, I was trying to zoom in. Like, I couldn't tell if she had underwear on or not, because the shirt was long. <laughs> well, it was like, the first time I saw it, I was like, can we not just leave it like that? Because it's perfect. And then it was like, well, if it's like this, I mean, we could put it on the podcast. I mean, she could be naked. It wouldn't matter. But we're like, if we want to use it, it might yet not be good to share it other places if it continues to stay like this. But, like... Whenever it got, I guess, whenever they did the short, like, booty shorts and everything on it, it's just, like, I'm so attracted to her thighs and the way he's holding her. It's just so sexy. I love this cover. I know. Her thighs, they look like, you know, like, our, my thighs. They look, yeah. you know, imperfect, but, like, also just so juicy and tan uh-huh. and, like... <laughs> Yeah, oh, like, so that's how you see your thighs. Yeah, after a vacation, <laughs> after a vacation, and uh, maybe when I'm uh, at the top of the forty pounds, I keep losing and gaining. And... <laughs> but okay, so so I think is it sucked into love? Yes, and that is on all platforms, and it is on sale this week for ninety nine cents. Yeah, so that's the hero that he's talking that um, Jackson is talking to in the beginning of Bounced Into Love, right? That's the hero from Sucked Into Love. I can't remember if that was that one, but it's all connected to that series. They it's all, all in the same out. series. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, Sucked Into Love is ninety nine cents. Go grab that. She has some perma freebies called uh, yes. one's called Push the Envelope, and one is called Crying Wolf. And I'm assuming that's a shifter book. Yeah, that launches into her Shifter series, which I love that um, Shifter series. I've read it multiple times. Okay, great. So they say that Rochelle Page writes some awesome Shifter stuff. So grab that. We'll put everything in the show notes. There's some other stuff, um, some other releases that she has this week, but they're down. They're like on Wednesday and Friday. So we'll we'll, um, update you guys as the week goes on. But yeah, go click some more Rochelle Page and come back tomorrow for the second installment of Bounced Into Love. Sound good? Let's do it. All right, Leah, tell them what to do. Oh, fuck your day up. Mate, stay your bitch. Don't be a dick. You got this. (laughs) Bye. 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 Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.